Everybody, this is Angela Bowen, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone's week been so far, even though we're only on Monday? I hope the weather is treating you all wonderfully. If it isn't, I'm sorry. I hope you're bundled up, you're staying in, you're staying warm. If you don't have to go to work or school. <laughs> if you have to go to work or school, just Stay safe, get through the week, look forward to the weekend. That's what I do. I look forward to the As soon as Monday starts, I'm at my job. I'm like, I wish it was Friday. My coworker says we say the same thing every single day until Friday arrives. Well, today I'm going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 2, entitled Attack of the Giant Frog People. This is not a real movie, by the way. I looked it up. Ricky has his friends Derek, JT, and Freddy for a, over for a sleepover. But the boys play a cruel prank on Freddy, and F- Ricky makes it worse with a selfish remark. He then feels guilty about his behavior, while Kate over-identifies with the taunting. This episode, wow, it's got an 8.3 out of 10 based on 22 ratings. This was episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duclan, the creator, and Ron Levitt, who also created it, Michael G. Moy, creator, written by Stephen Pritzker and Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, and Ben Starr. A lot of creators, a lot of writers on the show. Let's see, we got no trivia. Nope, no trivia. Alright. Well, you know what? During this episode, I'm going to talk about, um, well, at least one sleepover that I had. Um, I'll talk about that later. But, I mean, I'm sure all of us can identify when we went over to a friend's house. You know, you guys, you get into mischief, you have a good time, you watch movies and stuff like that. You know, the games that kids play, you know, especially, you know, Truth or Dare and other things, those games can lead to hurt feelings and stuff like that. And sometimes people tend to get a little riled up. They play games that hurt people and it winds up not being a good time for everybody, or at least for one person ends up feeling left out. Um... You know, sleepovers are, they're supposed to be fun. You know, you're with your friends and you should be able to hang out and have fun and talk about whatever without feeling like if you open your mouth, you're immediately going to be shunned. But, um, yeah, like, so, so all of us should be able to identify with this. Um, I've never, I've been to a few sleepovers, um, I've never gotten to the point where someone said something that hurt my feelings 
It was more... Okay, I'll just tell it now. Um, When I was in seventh grade... Or was it eighth grade? No, it was seventh grade. Um, I was... No, it was eighth grade. Because I was living at my aunt's house at the time. And this girl who was in my um, science class... And this girl was really, really nice. You know, she invited me to sit at her table with, you know, some of her other friends. She actually got my aunt's number somehow. Called up, asked if I wanted to come for a sleepover. And I did. And it was fun. You know, we watched the movie Now and Then, which if you haven't seen it, it's been referred to as like a female stand-by-me, but it's a really cute movie from 1995. Um... You know, we had pizza, and at night, I guess the girls, it was, like, late spring. I think we were still in school at the time, and uh, the girls all wanted to go outside with flashlights and run around or something. She lived in, the girl lived in the country. And I don't know why I had a bout of homesickness. I was, like, 14 years old. You think, like, okay... Oh, there's my, my lunch is done. I'll be right back, everyone. Yeah, just for, I feel so bad looking back on this now. It's like, why was I such a weenie? No, the girls were all playing outside with flashlights. Even, um, there, how many, there's like maybe two other girls that, uh, uh, the girl had invited as well. And then, of course, her two younger sisters, and I was laying on their couch crying, wanting to go home. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's just, I feel bad now. Like, dang it, why couldn't I have just gotten out there? And I think it was just my, my shyness. Like, I mean, I think maybe it could be because there was, like, it wasn't just me and this other girl. It was also, you know, a couple other girls, which I think might have sat at the lunch table as well, but, um, I remember I was wearing these sandals, and their house really wasn't, it was kind of clutterish, and, um, the girls' room was, like, upstairs. You know, this is back in the day when, um, like, we collected, uh, pictures from like Bop and Teen Beat magazine and stuff like that and the girls were heading downstairs the stairs were wooden and I remember just walking down and then like I think it was the middle of the stairs like I tripped on something or my foot's the bottom of my uh, sandal hit something and boom I went down like my back I hit every step as I was going and my, my friends had just gone around uh the corner they were on the on the uh, ground level and they're like oh what that? and they came over like, ah. yeah I might have had a bruise on my back from hitting every step on the way down I was like dude you gotta make sure that your steps are clear of clutter, no roller skates, no soccer balls, or whatever was, or just clothes just being flung on the steps, because I think that contributed to uh, me falling. <laughs> but usually, I mean, if I spent the night at a girl's, you know, at a friend's house, it was usually me and the girl, there was no other other people there so um i i had successful sleepovers you know since you know prior to that so all right before i officially start covering this episode as i like to do 
I'd like to let the new listeners know, first of all, is there spittle on my laptop? Oh, I think I sneezed. from That's from yesterday. Ugh, gross. Um, sorry. New listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, you can do so. There's a couple ways you can do so. You can go to Facebook and you can like... Together, we're going to find our way on Unofficial Silver Spoons podcast Facebook page. And that way you'll get up to date with new upcoming episodes. There's also Instagram where you can follow along at Silver Spoons podcast. If you'd like to send me an email and talk about Silver Spoons or that you like the podcast and everything, you can do that at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. Also, this podcast is also home to Punky Brewster. All four seasons are available that I've covered for you to listen to. If you'd like to talk about Punky Brewster or that podcast and you'd like to email me, you can do so at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. Even though I don't really post a whole lot anymore about uh, Punky Brewster, just occasionally, but um, if you'd like to follow along with that, You'll also get your Silver Spoons podcast uh, episodes from there as well. That's Punky Power, po- Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast on Facebook, and Punky Power PB podcast on Instagram. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you've been a listener for a while now, and you would like to. If you'd like to in- express your enjoyment of the podcast and help other people to know about the podcast, you can go to iTunes at Punky Power PB. Sorry, guys. At Punky Power Podcast, or even if you type in Punky Brewster, that is the first podcast that will pop up is the Punky Power Podcast. So you can rate and review. That way, the more likes it does get, the more that people are aware of it. So, all right, let's get into this episode, shall we? All right, so we come out of the intro. We're in Ricky's bedroom. The lights are low. They're, well, they're off. And we do have that TV in there still because the boys are all, like I said, they're having a sleep. Ricky's having a sleepover. Freddie, JT, and Derek are there. And Edward is also chilling with the boys. You know, even though Edward, at the end of the day, is a father. He still, you know, he likes to hang out with his, his his son and everything and just be one of the guys, which that is really kind of cool, you know? I mean, a father that wants to hang out with, with his son and his friends and Ricky isn't remotely embarrassed yet. I mean, he's 12, so I don't think that embarrassment like, oh, dad, I don't want you hanging out with me and my friends. That hasn't happened yet. Maybe once Ricky gets to be, like, 15 or something, he's like, no, I don't want you to hang out with me and my friends anymore, Dad. It's embarrassing. We want to talk about guy stuff without, you know, a parent being there. Um, They're watching Attack of the Giant Frog People, and I did look online. Now, this isn't the actual movie. This movie that I looked up on IMDb is called Frogs. It is rated PG. It's from 1972. Two, it's an hour and 31 minutes, and you can watch it on Prime Video. I want, I think I want to check this out. This is probably one of those campy B-movie thrillers. 
Oh my god, these are huge frogs! Okay, a group of helpless victims celebrate a birthday on an island estate, crawling with killer amphibians, birds, insects, and reptiles. Oh, here we go. Here's a here's a bigger synopsis. Jason Crockett is an aging, grumpy, physically disabled millionaire who invites his family to his island estate for his birthday celebration. If you're <laughs> um, Pickett Smith, don't know who that is, is a freelance photographer who is doing a pollution layout for an ecology magazine. Jason Crockett hates nature, poisoning anything that crawls on his property. On the night of his birthday, the frogs and other members of nature begin to pay Crockett back. Oh, so it's kind of like a revenge thing, like the that um, him p trying to poison these frogs. It, this must be like radioactive stuff that makes them big, not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle big, where they're like uh, they're fighting crime and. Uh, 16 you know they're teenagers because they're sam elliott plays pickett smith wow 72 he was because i remember him like 1988 and 1989 he was in the movie prancer but um yeah this could be interesting oh it's got a it's got a 4.3 out of 10 rating oh that's almost five it's almost half Oh, my goodness. This just... Ooh. Due to the film's low budget, no live birds were used for the bird attack scene. Footage of flying birds were superimposed over footage of the running cast. Interesting. What else trivia in here? Many of the 500 Florida frogs and 100 giant South American toads purchased for use in the film escaped during production. Well, that's gotta suck. Alright, let's get back to this episode. This, I might check that out. I mean, if it's free on Amazon Prime, I mean, if you got the Prime, like, maybe check it out. <laughs> There's no... I mean, seriously, it, it's gonna be a bad, you know, campy film. Because a lot of those types of movies like night of the lepus the one with the giant rabbits which i did see like over like 13 years ago because you know i had a rabbit at the time then too so it was pretty bad so freddie is already squeamish like oh my gosh the frogs ah! edward's wearing his green robe he does have his pajamas on underneath it and Derek is sitting next to Edward. They're all passing this bowl of popcorn. It looks like this bowl of popcorn was full at one point, but they passed it around so much, there's maybe a couple handfuls left. And JT is lounging on Ricky's race car bed, and Ricky is kind of chilling on the edge of his bed. So I'm going to play this clip of the boys uh, watching this and just their... Um, their commentary on it, like, ew, like, one of them just ate a skyscraper, and Ricky's like, he just used a policeman to pick his teeth, ugh. Oh, this is, so this is Attack of the Giant Frog People, so they're frog people. They're acting, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's not the Frogs movie from 1972. I noticed that, um, Freddy's got his new glasses, which are the tinted ones, before... They weren't tinted. They weren't tinted like a kind of a tannish brown. 
now they are that tint. They were clear, and now they're that tinted kind of, you know, late seven, mid seventies, like eighties brown color. And um, he has those. I think Freddie has those for the majority of the season, from what I remember. They're always tinted. <laughs> when the National Guard, the Army, the military, the Air Force, and of course, I guess the news team rolls in there, but they get blown up or something, and Edward cheers to that. Of course, no one else is like that. They're all having a great time. And then you hear this ribbit, ribbit, ribbit sound afterwards. So what, the frog people won? Did they win? Did they take over the world? I I guess. (laughs) So... Edward gets up, turns the TV off, and turns the lights back on. No, wait. Uh, Derek turns the lights on, and Edward turned the TV off. Gotcha. Poor Freddy is so traumatized. He's got his eyes covered, like, underneath. His fingers are underneath his glasses covering his eyes. (coughs) Man, don't show that boy The Walking Dead. Or one of those Saw movies. Ugh. I would never watch one of those Saw movies in my life. <laughs> I think it was, like, late summer, late fall, I went out to see my dad. And he was watching, like, so I don't know why he's into some creepy movies about cannibals or something. And I was like, I'm gonna go into the kitchen now and plug my ears. Because my dad, all those years working in the factory, seems to have like, damaged his hearing. So he's got that volume on the TV cranked up so loud. I remember when I was actually, you know, living there growing up, the the TV would be so loud that I'd be out walking down our road and approaching the house, and I could still hear it pumping out of the living room, out of the, uh, the door there. And I remember that I was gonna. I, I told my dad, like, well, I'm gonna get going. And he's like, oh, well, here. He gets up. He's like, give me a hug. And I'm like, putting my head down because the TV is like right there. And like, putting my head down as I like hug him. He's like, oh, what's wrong? Are you scared of the movie? I'm like, I don't want to see it. I'm gonna have nightmares for months. Even Pam isn't into that stuff. Like, I don't know. Your dad watches some weird, creepy movies. So they tell Freddy that he can look now. The movie's completely over. Oh, I see that. Ricky's got a little skateboard sitting in the corner over there. And Edward does an impression of a frog. Like, it's really hard to believe that a person can turn into a frog as he starts making frog face. Like, making his eyes into, like, little uh, lazy slits. And kind of, like, stretching out his mouth a little bit. Like, 
Rabbit. I'm gonna play this clip because as he's doing that, as Edward is impersonating a frog person, F Freddy is having a, a, a meltdown or he's having a panic attack. And Edward's kind of like, Freddy, Freddy, buddy, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. I'm not, it's not real. I'm just pretending. Uh, is it over? <laughs> yeah, you can look now, Freddy. <laughs> No, it's hard to believe that a human being could turn into a giant frog. <laughs> Freddy, Freddy, hey! It's okay, buddy, I'm just kidding. Oh, the joke's on you, Mr. Stratton. I was just pretending to be scared. Well, it's late, guys. I already stretched the rules letting you stay up to watch that rotten trash. Besides, I didn't want to have to suffer through it alone. <laughs> okay, get in your sleeping bags, and I don't want to hear any talking or horsing around, okay? You sleep, right? Okay, Dad. Okay, good night, son. Good night, Dad. Rick, what are you doing? Dad, the guys are here. What's wrong with hugging? Can we talk about some other time? Good night, son. Uh, good night, Mr. Stratton. Good night, Freddy. Good night. Good night. Good night, JT. <laughs> good night, Derek. Okay, next sleepover, guys. You get some Freddy-approved movies. Cause <laughs> Edward's like, oh no no, Freddy, 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 I'm just I'm just joking around with you, buddy. And Freddy, of course, tries to play it off like, oh well, I was just messing with you too, Mr. Stratton. I wasn't actually I was pretending to be scared. I'm like, sure you were, Freddy, sure you were. <laughs> so Edward kind of set, starts setting down the rules. He's like, I already let you guys stay up past the, your bedtime to watch this, as he refers to it as trash TV or trash movie. And he's like, well, I really didn't want to watch it by myself. <laughs> and the boys all kind of look at him and kind of roll their eyes. And he's like, all right, boys, get in your sleeping bags. I don't want to hear any talking. I don't want to hear any horsing around. You're just going to sleep. And he goes to give Ricky a hug. And remember how I said, I'm like, okay, there's going to come a time that Ricky is not going to want to be hanging out with his dad. And Edward, of course, like, what? Son, what's wrong with a hug? Like, Good night, Rick. Good night, Rick. And Ricky is looking at him like, dude, the guys are here. Like, I'm not going to hug you in front of them. <laughs> so they settle on a handshake. It's like, yeah, he is going to be 13. Eventually, you, I mean, you, he's at that age. Like, boys aren't going to want to hug their fathers in front of their friends or even... There was a um, Home Improvement episode, was it season one or two, that Brad had got, uh, the oldest Taylor son had gotten in trouble for fighting because his dad, Tim Taylor, played by Tim Allen, went to give his son a hug and then the boys started, other boys started teasing him and that's what led to Brad getting into a fight. So... Brad, of course, blames his father, like, it's your fault, you shouldn't have been hugging me 
Like, please don't touch me anymore. So, luckily, that is resolved by them just using a code word like, hey, how about them lions or something? Because they live in Michigan. So, uh, that works out. And it's just like, yeah. And even, I think, for girls, maybe it's not. You know, that maybe once girls get to be a certain age, you know, teenagers, they don't want to, you know, be hugged by their mom. Maybe it's not the same. I don't know. But, so, uh, Freddie goes to shake Edward's hand. Good night, Mr. Stratton. JT goes to shake his hand. Good night, Mr. Stratton. Derek, <laughs> I guess, I don't know why, maybe he's got, he, Derek does not have a good relationship with his parents or his father, so maybe he just needed that fatherly hug. Like, oh, your arms are open, I'll give you a hug. Or maybe he's like, you know, he's always trying to, like, butter, uh, Edward up or get one over on Edward. So, um, yeah. That's my guess is he's just trying to like, oh, I'll give you a hug. See? I'm the son you always wanted. Or I'm doing, giving you a hug when your son wouldn't give you a hug. <laughs> and Edward is just, like, confused as his arms are, like, out. Like, why is, why are you hugging me, Derek? Derek looks up into Edward's face. God give you rest, sir. Like, oh my gosh. Derek, please. Edward is just rolling his eyes at this. Like, okay, okay, son. That's enough. <laughs> but uh, Ricky grabs Derek by the shoulder, turns him to face him, and says, Derek, why don't you go home and give us a rest? <laughs> Ricky's got some great one-liners. I love his... His clapbacks, or if if that is that, I've heard it said like uh, comebacks or a, a clapback. So the boys are all getting settled in their sleeping bags, and Edward's like, "Well, I might as well turn in." As he drops to all fours and puts the popcorn container down, and he does the weird slanty, lazy eyes with the stretched out mouth. He's in frog pose. Oh, he's hopping like a frog. Oh, that's cute. Oh, he's got the uh, the popcorn container with him. <laughs> that's cute. So, Freddy is going to go to the bathroom and brush his teeth. And Derek makes a joke like, oh, you got your Daffy Duck toothbrush? And Freddy looks at him like, no, I don't have a Daffy Duck toothbrush for your information. I have Snoopy. And he shuts the door. So, while Freddy's busy in the bathroom, that's when JT and Derek have cooked up this little fun plan because of how Freddy doesn't like horror movies, they're going to have a little fun with him. So, all the boys, well, Ricky, uh, Derek, and Freddy are all wearing pajama bottoms. JT is flat out in a t-shirt and underwear. It's like, boy, didn't the, uh... Wardrobe department say, hey, why don't you throw on some pajama bottoms? Because this is uncomfortable, <laughs> to say the most. Come on, JT, it's time. <laughs> what are you guys doing? We all know that horror movies terrify Freddy. So we decided to seize a golden opportunity. We got us a mess of frogs. <laughs> How many frogs are there in a mess? <laughs> Four, five, dozen? <laughs> Listen, guys, 
funny joke, but isn't it kind of mean? Yep. Okay, I just want to make sure you knew that. Let's go. It's going to be great. Former I can't wait to see his face. Hey, let's use Freddy's tape recorder. Get us a souvenir of the occasion. So Derek and JT are over by the window and they pull this olive green army kit bag that they say has got some frogs in it. Like real live frogs in it. And they're going to use them to scare Freddy by pouring them into his sleeping bag. Oh, guys! <coughs> so Derek says, we've decided to seize this opportunity. And JT's like, yeah, we got a mess of frogs. So this is funny, which I did play in the clip. Ricky puts on this southern accent. He's like, how many frogs are there in a mess? <laughs> I just thought that was comical. So Derek's like, like uh, I don't know, four or five, <laughs> a dozen. As he, he's grinning like maniacally at JT. Like, this is going to be great. So Ricky's a little hesitant to take part in this whole thing. Like, I admit it's a funny joke, but isn't this a little mean? And then they also, um, JT and Derek grab this tape recorder to record Freddy's reaction for, like, later posterity or something like that. It's like, great, so not only are you going to scare the crap out of him, but you're going to record it so you can play that later and torment him. God, you're just cruel. I know boys will be boys, but come on. Oh, it's Freddy's tape recorder as JT pulls it off the table and says, hey, let's use it for posterity. Oh, he calls it a souvenir of the occasion. Well, <laughs> but it's his tape recorder. So they hear the bathroom door rattling and they all jump to the floor in the bed. I think Freddy's locked in the bathroom. He would have been out by now. He keeps jiggling that door handle. Freddy, two-year-olds get stuck in the bathroom or four-year-olds get stuck in the bathroom, not 12-year-old boys. <clears throat> so, they still got the, the windows um, open there. So, does that mean that something's going to come out of it? Or they're going to jump out of it? No, he's not locked in there as Ricky's like, it's the other way, Freddy. He's just turning it wrong. <laughs> so, I'm going to play this clip as he's like, oh, he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, oh, you guys are in bed already, huh? I suppose you want to turn the lights out. And Rick like, no, no, you can leave him on. Of course. So they can see what happens when he goes to his sleeping bag.
his robe off, takes his slippers off, gets into his sleeping bag, and he's getting, you know, kind of hunkered down there, getting comfortable. He's just laying there, which you would feel those slimy things, especially if he's got bare feet. You're going to be touching something. And he's just laying there, and then it's almost like he's feeling these frogs, like, crawl around his body. He's like, G -g -g guys! And, and the boys, the whole time that Freddy was, like, disrobing and taking off his slippers to get in a sleeping bag, could not contain their giggles behind their hands. <laughs> and and the whole, it's like, and JT's like, yeah, yes! <laughs> They're all laughing. He's like, it's like, buddy, get out of the sleeping bag. And, and Freddy can't get up and fast enough, but Ricky immediately jumps into, okay, guys, joke's over. He runs over to help Freddy get out of a sleeping bag. And Freddy runs into the bathroom. Uh, they pull out the front. This is a real live, breathing, sticky, wet frog. We hear Edwards, well, you hear it in the clip towards the end, as he's like, Boys! And they're all, like, playing hot potato with the front. Here, you take it. You take it. My guess is maybe that might be why that window is open. Because they're going to throw it out the window. <laughs> no, Ricky just takes the frog and puts it back in with all the others that haven't hopped out of that sleeping bag. <laughs> oh, Ricky's got a laundry chute in his room. Oh, that's kind of cool. He's got a lot of really fun stuff. He's got like a, a couple baseball bats that are leaning against a wall. He's got a skateboard. I notice he's got Mickey Mouse. A little mini statue of Mickey Mouse. Um, there looks like there's like a, a transistor type radio thing. There's a football. And these little cubby holes. There's a little robot, which we haven't met him yet. Yeah, Ricky just uh, shoves that whole sleeping bag of Freddy's down the laundry chute. Like, sorry guys! Alright, now Edward's coming in. He hasn't even been gone more than maybe 15 minutes. So he's not going to be too happy that he's got to make a trip up there. Although his room's upstairs too, but even still. He's like, I wanted to go to sleep. It's late. You guys are making a fuss. Guys, go to sleep! <laughs> Mr. Stratton. Despite our Herculean efforts, we've been unable to suppress the occasional giggle that rises to our lips. <laughs> I'm sure that you've experienced the same phenomenon when you were a youth. I did, Derek. And usually when I giggled like that, it meant I was up to no good. This man is wise. Excuse me, Dad, I have to go to the laundry room. Why? Well, it's a personal matter. But believe me, you'll thank me for it later. Bed. Right. <laughs> Sleep. Right. You guys realize how lucky we are to have a wimp like Freddy to kick around? I mean, how many 100% nerds are there in the world? <laughs> 
come on, lay off Freddy. You know, Rick, you have a real serious <laughs> flaw in your character. What's that? You feel sorry for the pitiful. <laughs> oh, yeah? I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> Humiliation Taylor! Rick, why are you always sticking up for Freddy? <laughs> because... Well... Because... Because Freddy thinks he's my friend. Is he? Well, what's the harm if he thinks he is? Oh, come on. Is or is not Frederick March Lippincobbleman your friend? <laughs> Derek? Yes or no? <laughs> no. Thank you, Mr. Stratton. You may step down. <laughs> yes. I'm really wiped out. I'm gonna catch some shut eye. So Edward comes in, he's like, what are you boys doing up? And Ricky wants to excuse himself to get down to the laundry room to get those frogs. And Edward's like, why do you need to go down to the laundry room? And Ricky's like, well, it's uh, kind of a personal matter. And Edward just points his finger like, bed, now. And Ricky just turns and obeys, goes to, goes to his bed. I noticed that... Well, Derek goes up and he says some stuff that I can't understand. And Edward just tells him, like, yeah, usually when the, the giggling starts, it means that someone's up to no good. So I think Derek was like, remember when you were our age and everything like that? Like, can't you give us a break or something to that effect? And I notice Edward doesn't once say, well, where's Freddy? Where's his sleeping bag? I only see three of you there. There should be at least four of you. So he's like, all right, go to bed, boy. He doesn't even turn the light off for them. But Freddy's been in the bathroom the whole time. And Derek, this is so mean. But then again, that's Derek. But he takes it to a level of cruelty when he... Basically gets Ricky to admit that Freddy thinks that Rick's his friend. When in turn, Derek asks him point blank, like, is Freddy your friend or isn't he? And Rick's like, no. And Ricky feels bad about saying that. So now it's the next day and I guess they're wondering where Freddy is. Because the boys are all getting their sleeping bags together. Oh, no, he's <laughs> went to the laundry room because he's got Freddy's sleeping bag and the frogs have escaped. Where's Freddy? <laughs> Did he sleep in the bathroom the whole night? I wonder if he heard what Ricky said. Yeah, Freaky. <laughs> Ricky. Freddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ricky is just freaking out thinking that the frogs are like all over the place. They're not in the basement. If that's where the laundry chute goes to. Like, they're probably all over my house. So, he goes to knock on the bathroom door where Freddy, I guess, s slept in his bathroom all night. <coughs> Freddy, come on out. It's time to eat. I'm not finished dressing yet. I still have to put on my shoes and socks. Socks go on first. <laughs> hey, Freddy, we recorded you last night. 
You want to hear why you're number one on the wimp parade? <laughs> Too bad the wool blows. Brady locked himself in again. I hope you're happy. No, not totally. Eventually, he'll come out again. <laughs> Freddie, come on out. I want to talk to you. Oh, come on. Is or is not Frederick March Lippin Cottleman your friend? Derek, yes or no? No. Freddie, let me explain. Rick, you told me I was your friend. And you're the only person in the whole world who's ever told me that. And I believed you. Boy, I really am a jerk. So Derek pulls out the tape recorder and yells to Freddy who's in the bathroom. Hey, Freddy, want to hear your voice? We recorded you last night during your little, uh, humiliating moment. And... Freddy dashes out of the bathroom, grabs the tape recorder, pulls it in to the bathroom with him. Derek and JT head down to have lunch or breakfast or whatever. That leaves Ricky to be standing outside the bathroom door as Freddy's playing the part of the recording where Derek asks Ricky point blank, Is Freddy your friend, yes or no? And Rick says no. And Ricky's expression is just one of, like, you know, he's disappointed in himself. He wishes, of course, that Freddie didn't hear that message. My heart breaks for Freddie. It really does. To think somebody is your friend and then to find out that they're like, oh, it's okay if he thinks... I'm his friend, but I'm not his friend. And Freddy is in tears, and his voice is choked up. It's like, I thought you were my friend. You're the only person who's ever said that to me before. And, and Freddy walks out the door. And Rick's left standing there feeling, he feels like garbage. I mean, like, if anything, I would have turned the tables on Derek. It's like, yeah, I'm Freddy's friend, but I surely am not yours, Derek. So now we get downstairs and we see Kate uh, working at her desk. I would say, yeah, this is her desk. Okay. Okay, this is where we hear the frogs. So they're probably what in the, the uh, air vent? <laughs> oh, there's one on the floor in the living room. Oh, <laughs> whoa. We get a close-up shot of this frog here. <laughs> oh, Kate doesn't run away screaming. No, she empties the little wastebasket by the desk and decides to, um, catch the frog. So she manages to get the wastebasket on top of the frog before it jumps over those railroad tracks. And the thing is kind of moving as she's holding the wastebasket on it, so she decides to sit on the bottom of the wastebasket to keep the frog in there. Edward comes into the living room carrying a frog of his own that he found in the house. Well, JT and Derek did say there's at least a dozen, and a dozen is 12, so. 
I'm gonna play this cute, uh, cute little clip between um, Edward and Kate as he brings a frog up to her. Like you're sitting on a wastebasket that has a frog inside of it, and he sh like shoves a frog near your face. You're like, ah! Hey, Kate, look what I found. <laughs> Kate, look what I found. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Never, ever, 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 ever. Well, I'm sorry. Oh. I think he's kind of cute, though. I call him Bud. I just thought I'd come here and say, this Bud's for you. There's another one of those creatures in the wastebasket. Really? Yeah. Hey, we found your buddy, Bud. So, Edward says remarks on how cute this frog is as he calls... He's like, oh yeah, call him Bud. See, kind of like, uh, this Bud's for you. So, that, of course, that's a play on, uh, the Bud Budweiser, isn't it? Bud Light, Bud Light, Budweiser. Th those are two separate brands. Remember, if you grew up in the 90s, you remember the Budweiser commercials for, with the frogs that go, Bud, why, zer, Bud, why, zer. <laughs> So Kate freaks out and she's like, don't, don't, don't ever, ever do that to me again. I don't want a frog in my face. She mentions to Edward how she has one trapped under the wastebasket. And Edward's like, oh, great. Hey, Bob, we got you a buddy. <laughs> and now we go cut to the stairs where Freddy is running down the stairs. And of course, I think Ricky is running after him trying to explain. No, Edward and Kate are really, you know, they're so distracted by the frog situation here that they don't see Freddy and Ricky coming down the stairs as Freddy exits out the door. And Rick is left standing with his hands in his pockets, conflicted about uh, what's going on here. <laughs> Rick, what's the matter with Freddy? Isn't he going to have breakfast with JT and Derek? <laughs> Kate, why are you sitting on a wastebasket? <laughs> This is not a wastebasket. It's now a club med for frogs. <laughs> anyway, uh, the reason Freddy left is because the guys kind of pulled a rough trick on him last night. Let me take a wild guess. Does this have anything to do with frogs? <laughs> See, the guys think that Freddy's a nerd, and they get on his case a lot. Well, that doesn't seem fair. Well, he is a real easy target. I mean, he wears these stupid rubber things to keep his eyeglasses on during gym class. He has a plastic pocket protector with printing on it that says, Hi, I'm a lip and Coddleman. Listen, Freddy is at a very awkward age. It's very hard to be different from all the other kids. They zero in on your shortcomings. They taunt you and bait you and start calling you names like string beans. We never called Freddy Streaming. Or Ironing Board. Or Carpenter's Dream. Or Noodle Bog. Kate. Oh, sure. They trick you into thinking that they like you and accept you by inviting you to their parties. But what happens when you get there, huh? They give you a gag gift like a padded bra. Then they point and laugh and say things like, his his wife. It's what's up front that counts. And that hurts so bad that all you want to do is slink away and hide for the rest of your life. Honey, I had no idea. 
Oh, I'm not being personal here. <laughs> this is just a general example. Certainly it is. Yes. I would never have called you Noodlebot. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So Rick heads over to Kate and Edward and right away Ricky notices like, Kate, why are you sitting on a wastebasket? And she stands up immediately like, oh, this is not a wastebasket. This is a uh, club, uh, club med for frogs. <laughs> and that's when Ricky kind of lets it well, slide after Edward says, well, isn't Ricky or um, isn't Freddie staying to have, you know, breakfast with JT and Derek? And that's when Ricky mentions how JT and Derek kind of played a trick on Freddie. And Edward catches on right away like, oh, really? So I take it that's why we have these frogs here. And Ricky kind of almost like, it's almost like he's saying that Freddie's bringing this on himself, making himself an easy target. How he wears these Glass protect glasses protectors in like PE to protect his glasses, these rubber things. And he also wears like one of those pen protectors that says hi on it. It's like that's there's nothing wrong with that. You want to be able to see, especially in phys ed. And you surely don't want to break your glasses because we've just seen what happens when Freddy's glasses broke in the season one finale. It's like Ricky, those aren't things that make him a nerd. But Kate really identifies with the fact that they played this trick on Freddy. The boys did. And she starts all of these hurt feelings and painful memories of her being... I guess she was pretty tall as a teenager, so people called her um, Noodle Bod and ironing board like she's flat as a board basically she's tall but she hasn't developed yet and I guess whether at sleepovers like these girls pretended to be her friends but they handed her a padded bra saying it's not what matters how tall you are it's what matters up front and while she's mentioning all of this Edward's like oh honey I'm sorry and she's like oh no that's nothing personal really it's like no, you kind of did unload on them. Like, it's something, you know, as as soon as Ricky mentioned teasing Freddy and him being an easy target, it's like, boom, something clicked inside Kate and she just, all of these hurt feelings just came pouring out as she sympathizes with Freddy. Oh, another one was Stringbane that they used to call her, probably because she had gotten really tall at a young age, like I had said. And yeah, that's the thing, that people will zero in on your shortcomings. Like, they'll see, pick apart what's wrong with you. And I thought, like, even now, I mean, yeah, with the anti-bullying laws and stuff like that. But, I, I in school and everything, or anti-bullying zones and whatnot, and how I maybe they have come a bit of a ways. But... It's hard to be a teenager. It's hard to be a kid in, I mean, they say junior high is like, you think that 
high school is going to be rough, try junior high because that's going to set you up for what high school is going to be. It's almost like if you don't have something about you that people will like, they're going to attack you. Not just like when I was a, in high school and that happened in junior high. I was not looking forward to high school because I figured it was going to be just the same with the teasing. When I was in high school, um, freshman, sophomore year, I was uh, in the bathroom, going to the bathroom, and I'm sorry this gets personal, but, um, you know, when you're in the bathroom and you're looking at the, you know, the toilet paper dispenser and this and that, and on the dispenser where a girl would put her personal items, you know, maxi pads, tampons, whatever, I saw my name etched in the side. And someone listed people that are lesbians. And my name was on there. Granted, my last name was misspelled, but still. It hurt me. It's like somebody out there was targeting me. And the thing is, this didn't go away. I would not only find it there, I'd find it on the wall in the bathroom in one of the stalls. And this carried on probably until I was a senior in high school, this one on uh, on occasion. And even a teacher's like, what What exactly, like, do you know anything about this? Like, I don't know. I don't know why someone would target me. I keep to myself. And even, you know, I went home and I told my grandma and I told my dad about it. And like, well, did they remove it? I'm like, no, it's still there. He's like, well, if they don't remove it, I will go down to that school and I will do it myself. A security guard, or uh, not the assistant principal, but some higher power at the school, had me come into his office and ask me if there's something about me that is causing people to do this. Like, are you kidding me? Really? What about me is making people lash out at me exactly? You know, I feel for Freddy. It's like... Back in the 80s and 90s, it's like, oh, nerds, gross, uh, you're dumb, you know, it's like, no. Nowadays, it's like, almost like your differences and what makes you different is should be celebrated. You're unique. You know, look at that show, The Big Bang Theory. And look how, I'm, I mean, that show's going on its 12th season. I mean, granted, it's going to be ending this year, but even still. I, Jeremy's been watching, I got him uh, season 10 and 11, and he's been watching that, and he's all caught up with that now, but, um, yeah, one of the, uh, like, special features are people on the, the show, they made it so people who are like that, you know, they made, like, physicists and, and, chem people and what, and stuff like that and computer people it's like they made it cool like this isn't a nerdy job it isn't you know it, it's something to just they made that stuff being a physicist and stuff look look cool and everything and yeah you know Frey may have his shortcomings it's like sometimes it's like your time's not here yet, but believe me, one of these days people are going to notice, take notice, like, in a good way, and celebrate. I mean, 
you're smart and you're just things about you. It's like people are going to notice it in a good way and, and everything. I like that in a way, even though Ricky wants to fit in with the crowd like JT and Derek and be kind of like the cool guy, he does have a soft, good heart inside. Sometimes it takes instances like this of being kind of a, you know, being kind of a jerk, go with the crowd kind of person and realize that you hurt someone's feelings. It makes him see and realize his flaws. So I'm going to play this clip as Edward kind of, you know, Kate goes back over to her desk. That's when Edward kind of zeroes in on Ricky. And he's like, Ricky, when Derek and JT were teasing and doing this little prank, did you join in with them? And you just see Ricky's expressions like he's scared to admit the truth. But I'm going to play this clip. When the other guys make fun of Freddy, do you join in? Well, everybody thinks he's a nerd. And if I speak up for him... Yeah? Well, that'll make me a nerd by association. <laughs> that is no excuse. You should stand up for him. Well, that's one way to handle it, yeah. Meaning you wouldn't handle it that way? <laughs> Meaning I think we should offer alternatives and let Ricky decide how to handle it. What alternatives are there? To help ruin a poor kid's life? Guys. Kate, I don't think you realize that you're over-identifying with Freddy here. I realize that I am saying exactly what I think. And I think you should tell your son to do the right thing. I think I should let my son decide for himself what the right thing to do is. Door! I'll get it. In this situation, there is a right thing to do and a wrong thing to do. Am I right or wrong? Honey, do you see what's happening here? You're letting your emotional involvement cloud your perspective. Emotional involvement? Clouded perspective? Make up your mind, Edward. Are you a psychologist or a weatherman? <laughs> so I get Ricky not wanting to go against his friends. He, he doesn't want to be considered a nerd by associating with Freddy. And Kate immediately jumps in on this with saying to Ricky, she is, and Edward does see, and Kate is like, I think you're over-identifying with what Freddy's going through. And maybe she is a little. Yeah, as soon as Ricky says that, oh, well, I don't want to be a nerd by associating with Freddy, Kate, boom, she is out of her chair and she is over there and she points in Ricky's face and says that is no excuse you need to stand up for him and Edward just turns to face Kate like what no I'm parenting my son Where? why are you coming in here giving advice and direction here Edward of course feels like Ricky should make up his own mind and Kate's not happy with that yeah Kate is all about Poor Freddy, and the idea that what they've the the boys have done to Freddy is going to ruin his life. Edward, of course, wants Ricky to have different alternatives to how to deal with this situation. And Edward's like, "Honey, I think you're over-identifying with Freddy here." And she tells him that I think that you need to tell your son to do the right thing. Like, don't give him a choice. And, and, and Edward 
father's not backing down from her. He's like, I really think that I should let my son decide what the right thing is. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you really think that maybe Ricky should decide how to handle the situation on his own? Or should he just be made to, like, look out for Freddy because Freddy's the underdog like, when it comes to situations like this? It's like, that's good that he could look out for his friend, but then again, also... I think that Freddy needs to build up his confidence and face these kids on his own. And I'm just thinking also now, it's like, this was 1983. We hadn't, we didn't live in a world where there were school shootings on a regular basis like we seem to now. In 1999, I would have been, was I a sophomore or a junior. I would have been a sophomore. I swear. Yeah, I think I was a sophomore at the time when Columbine happened. I didn't even know that it had happened until I got to school and um, we were in a different room for science class and the teacher like turned the TV on and then we see this footage of kids running out of a school and men with guns like the SWAT team or the FBI circling the school and it was just I'd never seen anything like it before it was so horrid and every and and then they also showed footage of the the lunchroom as well when it, it's like why are you showing us this but this just opens our eyes to we could be doing more as students and setting examples you see someone being bullied step in and maybe say something or something and teachers you see this stuff going on handle it do something about it don't let these kids hold in these emotions till it builds up and then they go and bring a gun to school thing and that's going to solve their problem i got teased a lot but never once did i think that that was the answer to my problems because no matter how many bullies and Stuff that you face in school or in life, there's always going to be more behind them. It matters what you, what you, what you do, like how you decide to confront that. And guys, I'm sorry about going off on a rant like this. This just really, it, it, it hurts me. It, it, it bothers me. But then again, I look at it, look how lucky I didn't have anyone beat me up. Like, nobody ever got physical with me. It was usually just slander and stuff being written about me on the bathroom walls and everything. I didn't live in an age where we had Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, where kids not only are being bullied in schools, but they're being bullied online. I, I don't know. Looking back on it now, it's like, I wonder if I even would have been able to, to face all that. I don't think I would have been strong enough. So Ricky's trying to like butt in there, but then we get the doorbell ringing and he's like, oh, there's the door. I'll get it as Edward and Kate stop for a second and turn and look at Ricky, but then they continue squabbling on how best for Ricky to handle this situation that he's in with Freddie. And Kate's all like, in this situation, there's a right thing to do and a wrong thing to do. Am I right or am I wrong? And then Edward's like, honey, I think you're you're letting your emotions get the best of you. And in a way, if you think, it is kind of clouding her judgment. 
<clears throat> so Ricky decides to go to the door, and Freddy is at the door. I'm guessing maybe he like is like, hey, I forgot my sleeping bag. You know, the ones with the that you guys put the frogs in. Involvement, cloud your perspective. Emotional involvement, cloud of perspective. Make up your mind, Edward. Are you a psychologist or a weatherman? <laughs> forgot my shoe. <laughs> it's a question of moral leadership. You have an obligation to tell your son to make the right choice. I, mean, I can't live his life for him. Your son asked you for help, and he's not here now. Doesn't that upset you? No, because I have confidence that Ricky will make the best decision for himself. You want to know something? What? You're right. <laughs> you want to know something? What? It takes a mighty big person to say that. Right again. Can I have a kiss? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> okay, um, apparently Freddy forgot his shoe. He walked out without a shoe. Um, how do you do that? You would get, I've done that, like, I put a shoe on and I've walked, like, okay, you can feel a difference, like, in height here as I'm, like, uh, stumbling along. Um... But he heads upstairs, Ricky heads up after him, Kate and Edward are still discussing this to the point where it's a shouting match, and I think that this little fight has gotten them a little hot and bothered. As she finally agrees, like, you know what, Edward? And he's like, what? And he's, she's like, you're right. And he's like, can I have a kiss? And she's like, okay. And they kiss. It's like, <laughs> that must have got them really heated. Like, oh, that's, that, that's cute. It ended on a kiss. Now, we're up in Ricky's bedroom. Freddy is putting his other shoe on. Listen, Freddy, can I talk to you a second? Why don't you talk to JT and Derek? They're your friends. <laughs> Listen, I don't blame you for being mad. What we did last time was pretty low, and, and I caved in to Derek and JT and said I wasn't your friend. That was even lower. But I want you to know that I'm... I'm sorry. You're apologizing to me? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can, can you put it on tape? <laughs> Don't push it, Freddy. <laughs> okay. Just accept my apology. Okay. Stop saying okay. Okay. <laughs> you see, that's one of the reasons people pick on you. Because no matter what they say, you always agree with them. You're right. <laughs> you're doing it again. Oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, Rick, I'll try not to agree with everybody anymore. Good. Because I want you to know that I like you. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> Will you stop it? Rick, you told me not to agree. <laughs> Rick, are you just saying you like me because you feel guilty? No, I'm saying it because you have a 
lot of good qualities. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> Whole bunch come to mind. <laughs> I'm just trying to arrange them in proper order. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. <laughs> okay, here it is. You're a real generous person. You loan people your money, your records, and your clothes. And this other quality is something I need to work on. You're loyal to your friends. I, I guess I am. Listen, I think that Derek and JT would start to like you. If you just stand up for yourself. I stood up for myself once, and I got beat up. Remember Sally Stevenson? <laughs> Listen, standing up for yourself doesn't always mean slugging the other person. Uh, but what do I do when JT and Derek put me down? Derek is always making fun of me. Well, you've got feelings. Don't let him get away with it. Say something back like, Look, Derek, if you want to have a put-down contest, I'll take out my brain and we'll start even. Ooh, that's a good one, Rick. Hi, guys. Hey, Freddie, if you knew you were going to come out of the bathroom, I would have saved some breakfast for you. Got any gravy train around, Rick? <laughs> Look, Derek, if you want to have a put-down contest, you take out your brain and we'll start even. <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> can I talk to you? And Freddie throws this right in his face. He's like, oh, you know, why don't you go find JT and Derek, you know, since they're your friends. Since I'm not, apparently. So Ricky's like, well, I guess I deserve that. You know what we did, Derek, JT, and I was pretty low playing that prank on you. And the fact that Ricky admits that he caved into the pressure of the other boys. Ricky apologizes, and Freddie is like, oh, do you think we can record that? It's like, you apologizing to me? Because <laughs> I want to keep that for posterity. So, Ricky kind of is like, gets a little in Freddie's case, like, hey, you know, you constantly agree with people, and they tend to try to take advantage of you. 
You loan people money, your clothes, your records. You know, since he's like rookie trying to come up with these good qualities. Like, oh, so many, you have so many good qualities, Freddy. And Freddy is just looking at Rick with these expectant, like, yeah, and why don't you list some? And uh, Ricky's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to you know, get them in order here. And Freddy's all like, yeah, come on, give me at least a couple. And Ricky's like, you know, you loan people money. You loan out your records, your clothes. And Ricky even says, like, you know, I could learn from your example. You know, but definitely by being a better friend. It's like, you're always there for people when they need you. Ricky does say, because... Freddie's saying, like, okay, okay. And Ricky's like, see, man, that's why people always pick on you, because you always agree with everything that they say. It's almost like he's saying, like, Freddie, you're a pushover. Someone could say something like, oh, Freddie, why don't you go jump off this bridge? And you would say, okay. Freddie just wants, I know that in his heart that he wants to be accepted and, you know, be liked by people. Apparently he got beat up by a girl the last time he tried to stand up for himself. And Freddie even says, it's like, Rick, I'll try not to agree with it, uh, anybody anymore if that gets you upset. Because a couple times, Ricky has, is getting so frustrated, he's got to turn his face away and bite down on his finger to keep from screaming. Like, this isn't, you're not, what <laughs> the... So Ricky puts a hand on Freddy's shoulder. It's like, hey, Freddy, I want you to know that I like you. And this is where Freddy's like, no, you don't. And Freddy, Ricky's like, yes, I do. And Freddy says, no, you don't. And it's like, Fred, man, what, dude, what are you doing here? And Freddy's like, well, you said not to agree with everything you say. Like, all right, we'll work on that. <laughs> yes. Freddy is all about loyalty. He is definitely loyal to his friends. And that is something Ricky says that he himself needs to work on. Which you do, for, uh, Ricky. Um, I like how Ricky kind of gives Freddy advice. Like, hey, the next time, you know, that's what, you know, when Derek's picking on you, you say, hey, Derek, you want to have a put-down contest? Okay. Why don't I take out my brain and we'll be even? <laughs> of course, when Derek comes up, Derek and JT, it's like, oh, if we didn't know you were going to come out of the bathroom, Freddy, we would have saved you some breakfast. And then Derek mentions something like gravy train, which isn't that dog food? <laughs> so Ricky's like, come on, Freddy, now's your chance to get him back. And Freddy is like, hey, Derek, you want to have a put-down contest? Uh, you take out your brain and we'll be even. It's like, buddy, you messed it up. Oh, man. So, Freddy sits back down, but then he gets angry, slaps his hand on the table, and says, Hey, stop yelling! Stop laughing at me! And he's like, Hey, Rick said I have- Ricky here says I have feelings. And the boy JT and Derek just laugh at him. <laughs> Freddy is finally standing up for himself, and I applauded. Like, yes, Freddy! You go, Freddy! And he's kind of, you know, saying, like, all my life people have made fun of me. And I've been okay with it. I'm like, okay. But I'm not doing that anymore. And it's like, and then he, he breaks out these sweet, sweet tap dancing moves. Like, I can do, you know, there's more to me than, you know, people bullying me and putting me down. As he does a little tap dance display. And the audience claps. It's like, sweetness. 
Even at one point, JT even turns on Derek's like, Taylor, chill out, man. Lay off. Yes. Uh, oh. Let me tell you, Freddie standing up for himself was pure gold. Pure gold. <laughs> he put JT, and definitely Derek, in his place. Oh, Freddie says being a wimp is not my only talent. As he takes his jacket off and he starts tap dancing. And the, he kind of like moves his arms around like, back up, back up. I, got, I need the floor here. And the credits come up. Um, usually in season one, they'd have the credits come up and then they like continue out the scene. They don't do that here, so I'm guessing that kind of that part that's ended there. But I really loved this episode. I honestly, I gotta say, I loved it more than the episode one of season two. I thought it really brought a great message home with standing up for your friends and helping your friend to have more confidence in themselves. So my rating for this one, let's see, I'm going to give it a five out of five. Like I said, I really, really liked it. You know, I liked Ricky standing up for himself his friend and helping him to have confidence in himself. I love Freddie's tap dancing routine. I love that Kate was able to get out her feelings and identify, maybe over identifying with Freddie, but she and Edward having that heated discussion about how Ricky should handle this situation, how Kate feels like Edward should tell Ricky how to handle it and Edward saying how I feel Ricky should have a choice in how he handles his situation. Like, leave it up to him. And then, of course, they kiss at the end. I liked um, Edward hanging out with the boys with the, uh, with the movie and doing the frog face and then the hopping. And I love the frogs coming into play with Kate putting the frog in, in that, uh, underneath that wastebasket. And then... Uh, Edward coming with Bud the Frog and making that, you know, Budweiser or Bud Light joke. <laughs> um, as far as for a Silver Spoonful, for my message from this episode, guys, is really, if you see a friend in trouble being teased, don't just stand by and watch. Definitely don't participate in the teasing, but stand up for them. And be a friend. Like, yeah, you think these people can deal with this problem on their own. Maybe they can't. Maybe they're too scared. But don't be a, a bystander and just let something happen. Or if you feel that the situation is too much for even you to handle, you get an adult. And I'm not, you know, just talking, you know, for, for kids and stuff like that. Or even as adults. It's like you feel like there's a situation that gets out of hand. And even that you can't, like, if there's supposed violence like someone's gonna get punched call the authorities punching another adult is that's assault all right let's say hey to some podcast listeners and then i'll be talking about next week's episode we have san juan de alicante spain seattle washington staten island new york boston massachusetts reno nevada gainesville florida mcfarland wisconsin tucson arizona miami florida lancaster pennsylvania littleton colorado wow <laughs> brisbane australia S-A-O, Paulo, P-A-U-L-O, Brazil, Amos, Iowa, Merced, California, Owen, 
Mills, Maryland, Los Angeles, California, Japan, Lake Zurich, Illinois, Germantown, Tennessee, St. Louis, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, Lebanon, Tennessee, Bronx, New York, Auckland, New Zealand, and Lakeland, Florida. All right, let's jump into the next episode, which I think is going to be... We've had kind of a serious episode with the Attack of the Giant Frog people. Now we're going to get... Maybe a fun episode here. Oh, hold on. Oops. No, that, that was that frog movie. Hold on. Okay. Season dos. A fair to remember. Not an affair to remember, which is a play on you know, a movie. This is a fair to remember. And this is season two, episode three. It aired on October 29th, 1983. After getting in trouble in class. Oh, Rick. Ricky sets out to win the 8th grade science fair with a little help from Kate, who is trying to prove a point to Edward. Alright. I wonder if there's a connection here. Um, I'm not seeing any. But, alright, look forward to that episode, everybody. Have a great week. I'll be back next week. I'll let you guys know what um, books I've been reading and listening to on Audible and stuff like that, so... Bye-bye, everybody.